2: The border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set ready. Get up. Hey. Let's get it on with. The Wendy's Big Show. Oh, on, Showtime, baby. Showtime.
0: This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap Pro Football Hall
2: of Famer, Leroy Butler.
1: Well, well,
3: it's the big show. Yes, it's a big, bad show tonight.
1: Hour two of the Wendy's Big Show underway. I am Sam Schmitz filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer along with the former Packer and Badger running back Gary Ellerson. Once again, a reminder, at the bottom of this hour, we'll be joined by one of Gary's former teammates, former NFL offensive lineman, as well as color analyst for the Detroit Lions, Lois Brown, will join us at the bottom of this hour to talk about uh, Gary's Detroit Lions prediction. Gary, I caught a little bit of it, but uh, real quick, what, what was what was your prediction for the Detroit? The... Can't, I can't tell you. I can't you can't tell, tell you right
3: me? Now. Yeah, i tell you when we get Lomas on.
1: Hey, man, I'm kind of glad we are talking Detroit Lions because I've been watching Hard Knocks, and I have... Uh, Isn't so, it good? I, my, honestly, Gary, I, in my lifetime, it might be one of the best Hard Knocks I've watched this yeah. year. So I'm yeah. excited to talk Detroit Lions, actually, at the bottom of the hour with Lomas Brown. Also, in about an hour or two, at the bottom of next hour, we'll be talking to Tim Dillard, about the Milwaukee Brewers, which we are talking about right now with you guys. You guys can call in on the Van Horn Direct toll free talk line, 855 830 8648. Once again, 855 830 8648. Also, tweet us at Big Show Network as well. Now, unfortunately, uh, last night the Brewers took on the LA Dodgers. Game one of this four game series ended up losing for nothing. And unfortunately, uh, one of the Brewers' Achilles' heels has been against left handed pitching. They went up against the Dodgers'. New ace. I know Clayton Kershaw has been the ace for a long time, but let's be honest, Julio Rios is the ace of this Dodger staff now. Went up against a lefty, got him out in five innings, but still ran into trouble as, once again, the Brewers offense, uh, same old, same old when it comes to going up against tougher competition, was unfortunately unable to do anything in the run totals. Got some runners on base, but kind of the thing that drives fans crazy, wasn't able to do anything with those runners on base. They ended up leaving six men, on base and we're over nine with runners in scoring position last night. Just uh, <laughs> unfortunately that's what cost them in the postseason as well. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. much the story of the playoffs last year for the Milwaukee Brewers. But on top of that, you got a really soul crushing uh, series loss to the St. Louis Cardinals this past weekend. Brewers ended up losing two of three now find themselves after last night's loss, two games behind the St. Louis Cardinals in the NL central. And on top of that, they are currently outside of the wild card right now, is the Atlanta Braves, Philadelphia Phillies, and the San Diego Padres for the three wild card spots right now. So, asking you guys right now after yesterday's depressing loss, I'll just put it, you know, I don't think there's any other way I can really say it than last night, but uh, asking you guys once again, 855 830 8648 or tweet us at Big Show Network. We want to know what's your interest level in the Brewers right now because, Gary. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to the Brewer game tonight after I'm done working here on the fan. And okay. thank goodness it looks like a pretty favorable matchup pitching-wise for the Milwaukee Brewers tonight with uh, the Dodgers throwing out Pepe out, a right-handed pitcher, against Brandon Woodruff, who's been lights out in his last seven starts. But I'm going to be honest, man. If I, If I end up seeing the same thing against the Los Angeles Dodgers with this offense, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through a whole game without getting very, very bored. Because right now, man – Gary, I don't know if you know, but baseball is my first love when it comes to the world of sports. I love being a Packers owner. I love my Green Bay Packers. I love the Milwaukee Bucks. But baseball is, in my opinion, my my favorite sport. And it's a tough time with this Brewers offense. With the Brewers offense and really with the Brewers as a team right now because the main thing with me is that, look, getting into the playoffs for the past couple years has been great after the playoff drought they had uh, earlier. you know. But on top of that, now with – after you just moved down from Josh Hader, you have Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff just for a couple more years. In my opinion, Gary, this is a window that the Brewers need to cash in to try to get a World Series before you potentially lose both of those starting pitchers. Um, and right now, man, I'm getting very frustrated with this Brewers team. And despite them only being two games out of the NL Central lead, I'm going to be honest, man, I'm kind of looking forward to Packers football. I know Giannis Nadekoumbo is playing out in Euroball right now, and when, whenever highlights I can see, I'm watching that, and I'm getting already excited for Bucks basketball. On top of that, we had the Badger schedule come out just a couple days ago. I mean, it's, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> like, the Brewers are my first love, but on top of that, like, I'm getting more excited for other sports right now.
3: Well, what's the question?
1: Once again, qu- uh, the question is, what's your interest level in the Brewers?
3: All right. I see I have very interest level because they're still in the playoffs.
1: Right. But the-
3: But but it just the, the trade just messed me up. The Hater trade messed me up. Oh man. It it just did. It just didn't sit right with me. Feels like it didn't sit right with a lot of players in the locker room. I don't think they're over it. No. Uh- Basically, you took away their best I felt like this just me Basically, you took away their best chance of getting to the World Series because you didn't, to me, you really didn't replace them. You deleted, you added, but you didn't add back to the level to help you get to the World Series today. Maybe in the future, and that's to be seen. So, what are you doing, Brewers? I mean, David Stearns, I've never really questioned him. Because I, I think he has done some incredible things there with keeping this team afloat in the playoffs. Um, and I never take that for granted. But this just one move I didn't like, and it just feels like the Brewers themselves, they have not recovered. We knew all along that they needed bats. And you didn't get any bats for him, let alone you didn't get anybody to come into that locker room from a rotational basis to take his place. So I I still have interest level. I'm still watching it. But either way, you weren't going to beat the Dodgers with or without Hader. Did you have a better chance? Yeah. The Dodgers, to me, were always a better team. Oh, for sure. But what you did was you let the Cardinals back in it. And now they have an opportunity to win it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, Gary, I mean, you talked about, yeah, you still have interest level in them because at the end of the day, like I said, they're only two games back in the NL Central. We all know how hot they get in September under Craig Council and who knows, if things go wrong for one of these teams in the wildcard spots right now, they could also get a wild card spot. But the question for me, Gary, when I always talk about the Brewers here at the flagship station in Milwaukee, getting the bites out of the apple thing at this point, it's not good enough right now. Because like I said, you have a limited window. You have a few more years with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns guaranteed on this roster. After that, who knows if you're going to be able to afford them after we just saw what happened with Josh Hader. But on top of that, Gary, it's, it's not just are the Brewers good enough to get in the playoffs. Right now I think the fan base is at the point where are they good enough to win series are they good right. enough to make a run are they good enough to win a world series are they good enough just to get to the world series that's that's the thing for me so like when I talk about my interest level yeah I've I've always said here at 1250 in the fan our flagship station in Milwaukee that do I think they're a playoff team absolutely whether or not they're the division winners or a wild card team um as the former host I used to work with we always used to say I couldn't quote put that on my mama but I, I think they're good enough to get in the playoffs, obviously. But when I talk myself into are they good enough to have a chance to win it or take a series or two against some of these other NL contenders, man, I don't, I don't know, Gary, because you look at the Dodgers. I mean, we'll start with them. Let's be honest. The reason Bruce fans over the past couple of years especially have felt so confident about this team is because of the starting pitching. And as you mentioned, when you had Josh Hader and Devin Williams, the two best relief pitchers in all baseball, one, two in the back of your bullpen on top of the great three starting pitches you have. But let's be honest, Gary, you look at some of these other NL contenders, man, the Dodgers are also like six or seven deep for starting pitching. And they have Greg Kim- Craig Kimbrell, who hasn't been, you know, amazing. But let's be honest, I mean, he's still a good closer compared to the rest of baseball. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, I know they just lost Walker Buehler for the rest of the season, but they still have Julio Arias. Clayton Kershaw is going to be coming back. Andrew Heaney has been great for them. Tony Gonsolin's been great. Uh, Tyler Anderson as well. So I just named off five pitchers who have been great for the Dodgers and will probably continue to be great for the rest of the regular season. And they won't need all those guys in the playoffs. You start with the New York Mets. They have two guys, Gary, who have five Cy Young awards combined. And Edwin Diaz has found his old self as a one of the best closers now in all of baseball. So you talk about you know other contenders. A lot of people have just as good of a front rotation as you. And on top of that, they have a closer just as good as Devin Williams. Obviously, Devin Williams is very good, but I mean, it's going to be interesting because all those teams I mentioned, I've, I haven't even gone to the rest of them, the Atlanta Braves. I think we all underestimated their starting pitching staff last year in the playoffs, and we learned how good that those guys are. Um, so I, for me, Gary, that's why my interest level is, is just getting to a tipping point, and we have a couple people here in Milwaukee that have already joined the Dunn Club. I see a couple comments on Big Show Network. What? And what... Oh, come
3: on. Nobody's doing it.
1: <laughs> but I But I think a lot of people realize, like, yeah, they'll, they'll probably get into the playoffs, but when it comes to winning series and making a deep run – can't really talk myself into that, Gary.
3: Well, I I, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I I don't know, I don't know about that, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I think, I think it was always could they make a deep run or not, and that's, the the, the deep run could have happened with Hater, but they were to me, if you were listing the best teams in the National League, maybe the Brewers were four or five and now maybe they drop behind San Diego but now with San Diego losing one of their one of their one of their best players mm-hmm. it it kind of all evens out but the problem is like i said before you let the cardinals back in it and you may only get one team um out of your division in the playoffs
1: yeah i mean on top of that you just saw i think it's just funny that the cardinals pretty much did nothing at the trade deadline except for try to just equip themselves with players that were best suited against the Milwaukee Brewers. And what I mean is right. by acquiring left-handed pitching and, and mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery and Jose Guitana. But mm-hmm. man, we haven't really talked about the Josh Hader trade. You and I, especially because we would never really get to work together, man. The most frustrating thing that I've come to the realization of in the past couple of days with the Josh Hader trade, a lot of Brewers fans are pretty happy with what Matt Bush has been doing for the Milwaukee Brewers in that bullpen. The sad thing is, is that if that was the return for a year and a half of Josh Hader, right. Is, you know, a current uh, major leaguer reliever who has an expiring contract and two prospects. What is the difference in just holding on to Josh Hader for the rest of this season and trading him in the offseason and just trying to get one prospect Because then Gary, you have Josh Hader, Devin Williams, Matt Bush, who could still would have acquired at the trade deadline on top of Brad Boxberger, Trevor Gott when he's healthy and the other arms that you have in that bullpen as well. Hobie Milner has been great. Honestly, Gary, it's sad, but I feel more comfortable. I know Hobie Milner gave up a two home run, two run home run last night against Gavin Lux, but I feel more comfortable right now with Hobie Milner than the guy you got in the Josh Hader trade and Taylor Rodgers. And that's the problem that you have,
3: right? You just you just didn't get any better. No, you, you may have gotten worse, and and now you're in second place. And that's what that trade did for you. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm too- still watching them. I'm still interested, but that's 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 kind of what you did.
1: Um, it's not looking very positive on Twitter, Gary. I try to be an optimistic person, but just reading some of the comments that we have. Uh, once again, if you want, yes. to, if you guys want to call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, He's 855-830-8648. To, or tweet not us
3: looking too good,
1: at girl. Big Show Network. Uh, Nick says on Twitter, the MLB season is still going on? Claxton the Third says, when it comes to his interest level in the Brewers, he says non-existent, to be honest. Uh, as I mentioned, Wisconsin in Proud on Twitter says, done club for him. And then last but not least, uh, Josh on Twitter says zero, they're not making the playoffs in the front office. Isn't trying either. And I think, you know, we'll talk about this probably in a couple more minutes, Gary, after the break, but like Mm -hmm. the, the whole message with what the front office is sending to the fans compared to what the expectations for the fans are with the Milwaukee Brewers right now. It's real. I just, I don't get it because you look at some of the other organizations, Oliver Marmol, the St. Louis Cardinals manager was just talking a few days ago. I forget like who asked him or if it was just, you know, before or after a game or who like why they asked him the question, but he basically said, I'm paraphrasing what Oliver Marmol said, but he says getting to the playoffs isn't good enough in this organization. Just getting in isn't good enough. It's about we have to win a World Series. Nothing else matters. And look, if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you can use this whole bites out of the apple thing to try to tell fans like why you're doing things that you're doing like trading Josh Hader away, but mm-hmm. Just lie to the fans, Gary. Just say it. Like, what's wrong with saying you want to win a World Series? <laughs> Even if you want sustained success and that's what you're trying to do, like, what's wrong with, hey, man, look, we think that we're doing what's best for the organization and we're trying to do what's best to try to win a World Series this year. Yeah, and they never go there with that. No, they just, they it, it's go. always the, what do you, what do you hear? The yeah. bites out of the apple thing? And, well, Sustain we're always trying success. to win a World Series. Yeah, it's it's just very fr- Just lie to us. That's all I'm saying as a Brewers fan. They're not going to do that. No. But once again, 855 830 864 Scout to the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Let's get out to KJ in West Dallas. KJ, you're on the big show.
4: Hey, hello, Sam. You're doing a wonderful job. What's going
1: on, G? What's up, buddy? Good morning. What's up, buddy? Listen, uh, what was the question? What's your interest level in the Brewers right now? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah,
4: yeah. Well, I mean, Clip look at look at the, the 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 stands last night. I mean, that yeah, can I tell know, you right. pretty much what the interest level was, right? I mean, it was the LA Dodgers, man. First game of the series. We're in uh, playoff contention. You know, playoff implications in every game, pretty much now going forward. And you had half the stick. You didn't even have, I don't know if you had 30000 man. I mean, people are losing interest. It's getting towards uh, football season. It's getting towards basketball. I think a lot of people are disenchanted with that trade, right, you know, uh, of Josh Hader, GE, and, and, uh, you know, what they got back in return just isn't good enough. I mean, not, not for them to contend on a level of, say, the Dodgers. I mean, they're just not there. I mean, I, I, I'd be shocked. Like I said, I, I, I told Sparky about two weeks ago, in fact, in fact, I bet him $100, which would go towards the, uh, the uh, toy drive if I win and, and if he wins, uh, <laughs> that the Brewers are not going to win their division. And may not even make the playoffs at this point. I, I, I think there's going to be you have to win your division right now uh, before you before you get in. Um, I think so. No, my level of concern is high, but my level of interest is waning because I mean I watched last night. As soon as it was 1-0, I said to myself, the game's over. They're done, and it was. <laughs> it was over. After it was one after Freddie Freeman hit that home run, the game was over. Then uh, turning TV back on for a couple more innings, they had guys on first and second, no outs, twice, two innings in a row, and couldn't get anybody from off either one of them bases uh, with no outs. So I mean, they, they they just don't. I mean, they seem like their level of interest is not there, you know. So I mean. I, I don't understand how they expect us to have a high interest in their team. You know, so thank you. Have a good day, guys.
1: KJ, I always appreciate the phone call. And, Gary, we got to hit a break here, but we will continue to talk about this before we get to Lomas Brown at the bottom of the hour. There's a lot more things I want to talk about when it comes to this Brewers team. If you guys want to join the conversation, feel free as well, 855-830-8648. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today, along with Gary Ellerson. More coming up here on the Big Show Radio Network. Border
2: to Border, the Big Show Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the Wendy's Big Show. Once again, I want to remind you guys about the Wendy's app and rewards program they have. For me, the only thing better than eating Wendy's is earning more Wendy's while I eat. I had no idea they have a loyalty program. So hello, Wendy's Rewards. The entire menu is up for grabs too. Whatever you, whatever food you order directly through the Wendy's app, Wendy's website, or at a restaurant counts. For every dollar you spend at Wendy's, you'll earn 10 points. You can place your order for pickup or delivery with Wendy's app, with the Wendy's app or website. That's literally all you have to do. Mobile and website orders add reward add reward points automatically. Done and done. It's the best and so easy. So once again. Make sure you guys sign up for that Wendy's Rewards program and download the app as well. But we are continuing to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers here before we get to Lomas Brown in the next segment, talking about the G- Detroit Lions. But in the meantime, once again, we are asking, what is your interest level in the Brewers right now? 855-830-8648 for the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. And for me, Gary, I mean, the the thing, too, with the, play, with the MLB playoffs, we talk about, well, I mean, you should be still interested in the Brewers because they are, at the end of the day, they are still in this NL Central race and probably will be until the season calendar is over, and seeing how it always is with the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers. But I, I think it's interesting because, for me, when people ask me who I think is going to win the World Series, because, you know, we all have friends that we talk to with sports and all that. When people mm-hmm. ask me, like, who do I think is going to win the World Series, I always say I don't know until I know who's in the playoffs for baseball. Because if you get in baseball, chances are anything can happen. But Correct. once again, it just goes back to my confidence level, essentially, in the Brewers right now. It's it's very slim right now, uh, just based on this. Well, it this, should be. Yeah. But well,
3: well, Right now, right now, you're
1: wondering, most most Brewer fans right now, and
3: maybe the ones that don't like the Brewers, but right now you're wondering if the Brewers can make the playoffs. I mean, first and foremost.
1: Yeah, and then on top of that, can they actually just win a series? And if they, you know, well, can- I mean, who? We, I, I'm not even worried about if they can win a series right now. Yeah, I'm wondering
3: if they can make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm because- not worried. I ain't worried about the series. I mean, the series was always in question with Hater.
1: Yeah, but the thing is too, hey, man. Hey. Like you mentioned, I mean, they got to get in there because I think winning the NL Central is more important than any year really under Craig Council because. You Don't win the central. I mean, those teams that we mentioned in the previous segment in the wild card spots right now Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the San Diego Padres those are all juggernaut teams. That if it wasn't for their leaders. I don't know leaders, what the Padres are. Padres, yeah, probably out of those three wild card are. teams, probably a little more fluky than some of them, especially after Fernando yeah. Tatis being suspended. But
3: exactly,
1: I mean, look, right. the Brewers don't have a Juan Soto, they don't have you know, a Manny Machado at the end of the day, and the, the Padres still have a pretty good rotation, and now they have Josh Hader too at the end of the day, so. Once again, let's get out to the phone lines. What's up?
3: Real quick, we get to the phones. So, what what are the Padres' record in the last ten games? How AR look it up. We go to the phones.
1: I got it. All right, but let's get out to Pat in Green Bay. Pat, you're on the big show.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. What's up? Um I don't think the record for San Diego was anything exciting here it's not. the trade was made. No. No, I don't think it's that good. Five hundred or something. I don't know. I kind of they're four an and six in their last the-
3: ten. There you go. Four and
5: six, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hate to beat a dead horse, but they needed Go ahead and beat it. And they traded. Yeah, let's beat it. Uh, yeah, beat they needed it. hitting, and they got pitching. All right? So they're at the point where the the Brewers did. And they, to me, the trade was the wrong trade at the wrong time. And now that he's gone, you haven't got that anymore. So we're at the point now where there's the only chance they have of improving the offense, I think, is you got to change the lineup. Number one, I don't like Adamas batting second. I know he's been a clutch hitter, but he strikes out a ton. You need somebody that's going to make contact. You know, I don't, you don't need a home run there. You just need a single-sitter, and he's got as many home runs as anybody in, in baseball at, at shortstop. You need somebody that's going to make contact there So because Yelich gets on a lot. you strike out, and we got one out. And then, anyways, the other option for them, because they can't make a trade right now, it's non-trade time, is bring somebody up from the minor leagues. And I don't know the minor league system that well if there's anybody even close to being ready to do that. But if they're going to do it, now's the time to do it because the, the schedule and the year is slowly dwindling down. You don't want to bring somebody up you know, at the end of the year and try to fit them into the lineup. So to me, that's really the only two options that the Brewers have right now, unfortunately. So,
1: Pat, appreciate the phone call. I don't know what do you guys think. Yeah. And he, I mean, look, we haven't even gotten to the center field part about them, you know, not adding a bat. And they still have all these outfield prospects that, I mean, look, at the end of the day, people are begging for sale free, like Joey Weimer, to get called up by the Brewers. Because let's be honest, Jonathan Davis was. I think in the plans he was a stopgap for them to get about the deadline that unfortunately never happened but I mean look Gary if you're if you're calling up those prospects and on top of that like nobody's mentioned Esther Ruiz was the center fielder that you got back in the in the Hater trade who already has a taste in the majors mm-hmm. I get it and I think you know they probably should bring up one of those guys before the season is over just to see what happens but if you're bringing up a prospect to be your savior on offense I mean what does that say about your team
3: they say you're struggling. Exactly. They say you're looking. Exactly. You're trying to find the answer, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to find the answer.
1: Yeah, and the thing is too, they they have the guys, but I mean, let's be honest, Christian Yelich. I mean, I, I at this point, well, man, what's, what's is Yelich
3: over twenty five again now? Where's he at?
1: I think he had a couple walks last night. Uh, unfortunately, didn't have another hit. So yeah, he was hitless in the he was hitless in the St. Louis series. I don't think he even got on base at all. And he was 0 for two last night, so right around there, Gary. 0 for 25 ish. We can have Adam double check before we get we to sure the lowest. Yeah, You're on it, Gary. You're on it. He
0: was 0 for 23 uh, for his last 23 at bats entering last night, and then obviously you so, don't yeah. get a notch for a walk.
1: I mean, look at the end of the day, like he's been doing well when he's in the leadoff spot, but there's no power, there's no clutch with Christian Yelich. We've been waiting for a clutch hit all year, and there's been just been nothing. Unfortunately, people compare him to Cody Bellinger, the other, the other struggling former MVP, but at least Cody Bellinger. Is winning the Dodgers games with home runs and power. And Christian Yeltsin doesn't have that right now. Willie Adamas, he's been hitting home runs, but a 223 average can be better. Uh, Colton Wong, Luis Arias, Rowdy Telez, Hunter Renfro. Like they have the guys, Gary, but they have to step up. They have to get back to who they are.
3: Yeah, they do. I mean, that's just, that blows my mind. Do we have a call?
1: No, and we actually no. probably, let's hit a break here before we get to. Okay we got to get to Lomas Brown. We're going to be talking Detroit Lions football. Obviously, we'll probably get his thoughts on the Packers offensive line as well. And this more than entertaining hard knock series that is going on right now. I'm actually pretty excited to talk Detroit Lions football. We'll hit a quick break here. Once again, Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Gary Ellerson here on The Big Show. Once again, former NFL offensive lineman, Super Bowl champ, and Lions color analyst, Lomas Brown, joining The Big Show next. Wisconsin Wide,
0: The Big Show Radio Network.
1: Welcome back into the Wendy's Big Show. I am Sam Schmitz, filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with former Packer and Badger running back, as well as former Detroit Lion running back, Gary Ellerson. We will continue to talk Packers later on all throughout the show, but in the meantime, it's time to talk about another NFC North team, that being the Detroit Lions. And to do that, we welcome in former NFL offensive lineman, former teammate of Gary Ellerson, Super Bowl champ, all pro, and Lions color analyst, L- uh, Lomas Brown joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Lomas, appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing
2: great, man. And I like that introduction, man. You made the big show sound important, man.
3: I like it. <laughs> big fellows hey, is important. That means a
1: lot coming uh, from
3: you. Yeah. I appreciate All right, Lomas. It. We we were what's <laughs> going on, brother? We man, I about lost my mind yesterday, and then uh, Leroy got at me. But here, le- let me let you hear something right now and the reason why I lost my mind. Go ahead, play this.
6: Well, let let y'all know, man, today is the minimum of effort. Do not give up. Do not feel like you tired. When you tired, think of last year
4: and think of that record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think
2: of that record. Last year wasn't it. That ain't us. We can make it. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three.
3: Lomas, when I heard that right there, man, I I was ready to go play, Lomas. When I heard that right there, I said to myself, these jokers here going to win nine games, man.
2: Hey, hey, look, Gary. I ain't going to lie to you. When I when I heard it, too, he had me looking around for my pads and my helmet, man, because he had me fired up and ready to get out there and everything, man. I, hey, I'm telling you, we, me and Adam was talking about this off the air. I don't know what Green Bay was thinking about letting us get that young man, but we thank you all because, man, I'm telling you, that's my guy. Jamal is the glue to this team, and I'm telling you, if they follow his lead, as they follow his lead, I don't see nine games, Gary,
3: but I, I sure see wait a, a lot wait better a minute, than Lord. those three wait games. Wait a minute, I, Lord. wait a minute. What you mean you don't see nine? Because <laughs> I'm the only one in this boat by myself, man. You don't see hey, nine? Man. Hey, I'll like throw you a license. I can throw you a license if you in
2: that boat by yourself, man. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just cautiously optimistic. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Look, we're, the expectations are high here. They really are, man, hard knocks. Dan Campbell and that coaching staff in their second year. Jerry Dolph in his second year. You know, some guys that we added to the mix that should make the team better. Um, Some of the young guys that played last year that should step up and even play a bigger role this year. I'm all for all that, and I see all that coming together, but we still got to do it out there on the field. And that's just the only thing that's – you know this has me hesitating just a little bit because you know again we have to learn how to finish games and you know it's a process man they're learning there's a lot of young guys on that team and they're still learning but I do think we will be better than we were last year
1: Lomas you talk about this hard knock series and man it's been one of the more entertaining hard knocks that I've ever watched in my life and Me, man, I'm a big Dan Campbell fan. And I think, can you just speak on what it, being a leader of men, I think obviously to be a good football coach, you have to know the X's and O's. But I think more than anything, Dan Campbell is a leader of men. Can you just talk about how important that trade is in an NFL head coach?
2: Well, I seen that early. And, you know, me and him played together for two years. And he was in his second year. I was in my 15th year. But it was just little things, little ways he would carry himself. That you knew this guy has something a little different in him, and now me being here in Detroit and seeing him just how he's just matured into, the, like you say, a leader of men. I mean, it seems like everything he says to these guys is spot on, you know, and just his intensity and the fire and the, you know, the passion that he has. You know, it's all there. It's all there. And as a player, you know it's real. You know it's not fake. It's not made up. That's how Dan Campbell is. That's how that staff is. And they're going to have success. I I truly believe that they're going to have success. just because of the the seeds that he's planting. And and it's the right seeds that he's planting. He's bringing in the right guys, the guys that kind of fit his mold. So I I, I do see success in the future with him. And I do think finally we got the right man and the right coaching staff in here in Detroit.
3: Now, also, I was looking at Lomas. I saw that Aiden Hutchison. I mean, I saw him on the defensive line. I, I saw him make a couple plays. So really, if, if, if and then Lomas, I saw the dude singing on Hard Knocks, and I don't know if we had that. <laughs> but when the dude starts singing Billy Jean, and, and when the whole boys jumped in there with him, it's just just a lot of just stuff that you can't put your arms around, a lot of this intangible stuff that you, behind the scene that you don't see, I feel like something is happening there. It is. I, I mean, girl, you, you're absolutely right. It is, man. Something is happening here.
2: It really is. The whole culture is changing. People that were skeptical are buying in. Now, they still may be a little cautious, but they're buying in. You can hear the optimism with calls, you know, with people on sports talks, radio shows. I mean, the expectations are high around here. It really is. As you know, all our sports teams have been struggling. You know, the Tigers, the Pistons, they seem to be working their way, you know, in the Red Wings. So so a lot of people are counting on the Lions to be that rare hope for our professional teams this year. And he's building it the right way, Gary. Like you say, those little intangibles, the things that you can't – put an X or all you know, right. those are the little things that I see too that these guys are doing. And I know we're moving in the right direction and so It's just, again, these young guys just learning how to finish games, just learning how to do the necessary things that they have to do to make sure that they can win games that they're in this year.
1: Once again, we are talking to former Lions offensive lineman, one of Gary Ellison's former teammates, Super Bowl champ, and Lions color analyst, uh, Lomas, geez, Brown. Lomas Brown. Jeez, excuse me, but Lomas, real quick. <laughs> did, did Leroy? Did Leroy mess
3: you up? Le, Leroy that? did. He hey. jumped. He jumped in the studio. By the way,
1: Lomas, <laughs> we are we joined by Leroy Butler. That's uh, yeah, why that's I had a little bad. bit of a pause my there. Uh, wait Sorry. a minute!
2: Wait a minute! Talking about the Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, the Hall of Famer,
3: my guy. Yeah. What up, Leroy? <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up, Lomas? I... Well, I'm on. I'm on. I'm a, Leroy. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth because truth. we had. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith on last month, mm-hmm. and Alonzo said, "Really, Miami and Florida State don't like Florida." <laughs> he did <do> say <laughs> uh, They, hey, look, look, look. Nah, now I was gonna
2: I be the, truthful. You know this? <laughs> hey, check this out now. Nah, look, I'm, I'm the only school that didn't recruit me in the state of Florida was Florida State. I'm talking about Stetson, uh CMU, (laughs) everybody except for those fuminos so you know I, know I got a little chip on my shoulder about We not couldn't afford you. We couldn't afford you. That
6: was no NIL deal back then. We can't afford no Lomas Brown.
5: You Somebody know I,
6: Jamie too, so I know Jamie tossed y'all a pretty penny, man. No. So I afford <laughs> me. You kids them six six kids with six packs, we can't afford y'all. <laughs> we gotta get them short guys you know, a little pudgy, man. No, we're not No, <laughs> it's a pleasure having you on because because every week I said this, and we, want, we really want to cover the North. The North is about to change in the next two to three years when you're going to have uh, Jordan Love as the quarterback. You know, you got Fields yeah. in Chicago. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback in Detroit or in Minnesota, but I, I think this, when we every game that Detroit play, I told Dennis Krause from Spectre News 1 and Gary, that I thought that the Lions played hard. And I thought they had yes. one of the best drafts. So now you got them on hard knocks, and I know we uh, covered that. I just want to know what's the overall sense of where the direction of this team Now, is Mark Brunel still there? Because I just saw him. Uh... Yes, sir. Yeah, see, he was at, he inducted um, Tony Baselli. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about the Lions for the most part. But I just want to know what the direction is, what they think they may be able to do in the future. If they keep Cam. I think they should keep him there because you just said they're going the right direction. I think he's the right guy to get everybody's attention and go in the right direction. The wins and losses, I think, will come.
2: Right, right. I agree 100% with you on that. The wins and losses will come. And, you know, again, uh, Leroy, they took the, the, the approach of building the trenches and now with one of the better offensive lines in the in the NFL, you know, they feel that the weapons, some of the weapons that they added, um, you know, and then hopefully with Jameson Williams coming back healthy, but some of the other guys that will come back at the receiver position, we felt that that was one of our weak points yeah, last St. year, Brown. and yeah. that could be one of our strengths with our receiving core. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully with DeAndre Swift, you know, being able to stay healthy this year. And, of course, with Jamal back there, we already know that the running game should be nice. So, they're, that offensively, they're really optimistic about this offense being able to push the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. I think where a little hesitancy comes from is on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they're building. Getting Aiden Hutchinson, that that was a dime. That was awesome right there, getting him. And adding a few more pieces up front, you know, I think it's going to help them. But they do know going to this 4-3 defense from a 3-4, that there are gonna be a few growing pains, especially at the linebacker position, because New York, you know how important it is mm-hmm. when you running those wide techniques on with the foot, with those defensive ends. Those linebackers got to come down and fill those gaps. And that's what's kinda of hurting us a little bit right now. So that's definitely one of the positions, the linebacker position, and help keep continuing the strength strengthen the defensive line that I really think we're going to have to work on. But things are looking good; they really are, man. We're looking so good compared to how we were when Matt Patricia was here a couple of years That's ago. Great.
1: Once again, we were talking with Lomas Brown, former NFL offensive lineman and color analyst for the Lions on the Schneider Orange Hotline, and. Last one for me, Lomas. I mean, you're yeah, distract
6: distracted you this time, Sam.
1: I'll no, that's y'all. all good. We, we were talking about just the wide receiver. I think the world of DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown and Khalif Raymond and TJ Hawkinson, but really, what is it for the next step at the Lions? Is it, I, I'm not sure how Jared Goff's tenure continues to go for the mm-hmm. D- Detroit Lions. How do you mm-hmm. see that playing out for Goff and really taking the next step going forward for this Lions team? Great question. Yeah, yeah.
2: that is yeah. a great question. question. And the thing we're looking for Jared to do, and I think this is the thing when Leroy was talking about. Mark Brunel, Coach Brunel, what they're looking for Jared to do is turn it loose. Turn it loose, mm-hmm. man. That's what mm-hmm. Dan Campbell's been saying. He was saying that last year. But that's what they want Jared to do. When you got those shots downfield, take them. He was a little hesitant with that, especially early in the year. The last five games of last year, he, he did take chances. He was trying to push the ball downfield. We need to see that early in the year. You've got to have a deep threat. You've got to make, be able to make those, those safeties stay back or, or stay honest. And we didn't do that a lot last year, and I think that kind of hurt us offensively. Mm-hmm. and hurt Jared a little bit offensively. I like Jared. He's a young guy that I think they can build around. The guy's had a lot of success early in his career, that it seems like the teammates are starting to follow. He's almost like a little Pied Piper out there, man. You just see the guys just following him and following his lead. So I think if Jared is just let it go, just let it go this year, I think it'll bode well for him and I think it'll bode well for the Lions offense too.
6: Lones, we got about 30 45 seconds. Are you into the, Did you have many joint practices? I know a lot about it. I know we covered it. Um, but I just don't want any fights. I just don't like a lot of fights. I don't like fights <laughs> within your teammates, but uh, Dennis Allen Group, man, these guys play for keeps. That's why they beat Brady since he's been in Tampa. I just don't want to see any fights, but sometimes people like it and sometimes you don't. What do you come down on it?
2: Well, my thing is I didn't like the fight because you remember sometimes the coaches try to punish you and make you go back in there the next place. Yes, they about to throw up because you not fight. So, that's why I didn't never like the fight, man. So, you know, I used to tell guys, man, all right, man, y'all get out there fight. You lose, use up all your energy right there. You got to go in there for the next play. It's going to be ugly, man, but... You know, we did have a lot of joint practices, man. And when Wayne Sonson was here, we used to go yeah. against the Saints. We used to go to lacrosse. And- we used to do a lot of joint practices. I remember one year when the Los Angeles was Rams before they moved to St. Louis when they was out in Los Angeles. We went out to Orange County to, to uh practice against them. So it was something that we did in the past. I used to enjoy, it, but Leroy look, bro, I used to stay out in those fights. Me too. I, man. I was a fictional. I was trying to conserve my energy.
1: <laughs> Lomas, thank you so much for the time, man. Thank we appreciate lot, it. It's always good to be in Thanks, the presence bro. of three former NFL players and I'm sure. We'll be talking once again during the regular season.
2: Absolutely. Anytime, fellas, anytime.
1: Once again, that was former NFL offensive lineman Lomas Brown and Coloranis for the Detroit Lions as well. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Continue to talk about what Lomas had to say about the Lions and talk Packers next on the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show, we will continue to talk Packers, Christian Watson, and more with myself, Sam Schmitz, Gary and Leroy Butler next on the Big Show Radio Network. How about that? Let's <laughs> go.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy